0: Get over it. We're going to court. It's going to be fine.
1: (laughs) Welcome back to Striving and Thriving, a podcast all about overcoming tough times and just trying our best to thrive at this thing called life. Welcome to 2024, a whole new year and a whole new podcast to start things off. On this episode, Tori and I interview Courtney Swanson. We all met at App State, and since then, Courtney's done quite a few things. She has started two different businesses, had two kids, bought a house, been sued, been through it all. And she's really open and honest about sharing not only her experiences, but her advice on things that she has been through. We hope you enjoy this episode of Striving and Thriving. Welcome back, everybody. There we go. Holiday time 2024.
2: Woo-hoo.
1: That's it. That's all I got going on. New
2: year, now. new me. Just kidding. Okay. I'm the
1: same. New me. Person. No, I'm the same person. We're just like, you know, trying to do new things. I don't have much going on. I'm still training for my half marathon, and the holiday came and went. My house got the flu. That was great. I
2: What's you with you, Tori? <laughs> Um, I went to West Virginia over the holiday season with some family. I hadn't been up there in five years. So that was kind of crazy. Oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't realize it had been that long. And I was thinking about where I was in my life the last time I went, and where I was this time I went. And it was awesome. Just a great, great kind of life progression market by each time I go to West Virginia. So I'll see you in five years, I guess. <laughs> and I'm just kidding. Hopefully I'll go up more. <laughs> um, yeah and, just, yeah, and then just got some cool, business things like yesterday I was like sitting on the couch and I'm expanding my food tour business that's really exciting and it's just it's kind of overwhelming the like success that I can see and it's so like attainable and it's just really really cool and then I have another business that I'm going to be starting up here soon um signed an NDA so I can't even talk about it it's like super cool oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like not that like crazy or serious but it's like I mean she did good for making me sign an NDA so I'm like well <laughs> I would talk about it with everybody so okay. um yeah I'm super excited for that to launch hopefully in late February mid-February so yeah just got right. good fun things going on so yeah, cool
1: So, enough about us. On today's episode, we have Courtney joining us. Little quick background. We all went to App State together. Truth be told, that's how a lot of our guests are going to be coming on for the next couple weeks, is all App State alumni. (laughs) Since we've all been at App, it's been five or six years, Um, Courtney's done some really cool stuff with her life. So, we thought it would be super fun to have you on hear about your different experiences, give some advice, because you have one business, kind of two, because you have one with your husband, right?
0: Yeah, we get don't on. Do that anymore, but yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> two businesses, one and a half businesses, two kids, a house, that sounds like enough for someone to do in 10 years, nonetheless, five or six years, so, <laughs> um, but Courtney, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about that, and I'll shut up for a minute, <laughs>
0: Um, well, I went to App State with all of you, um, and then I moved, uh, to Gastonia with my husband actually in 2018, um, once we finished school, um, and then we were there for right under a year, um, we moved over to Charlotte, and we lived there for about three and a half years, bought our house in Belmont, and we're not planning on going anywhere now, but, um, yeah, I, I don't really know where to start. With <laughs> We have done a lot in the last couple of years, but yeah, we did start a couple of businesses. It was a woodworking business. Um, and then uh, we don't really do that one a whole lot anymore, um, but it was really nice while it was going. Um, but I recently did start a photography business about, I guess, like six months ago. Um, probably like back in September is when I like bought the camera and just started getting it rolling um, and it's gone super super well um, I've had two kids in like 16 months I had two kids um, yeah we've we've done a lot of stuff so
1: <laughs> just a few things that people do in a few years you right know. <laughs> right
0: <laughs> started a business had some kids it's great
2: it's awesome
1: Um, Courtney, with your first business, even though it's not something you and your husband really do anymore, what was kind of the hardest thing about starting that? Cause that was from the ground up for the two of you, right?
0: Yeah. The hardest thing for me was just like finding clients, honestly, like just trying to get the word out and just finding clients really. And then, um, after that, like once we got going, the, I would say the hardest part was just like coming up with like fair pricing that uh, was worth our time and also like fair to the public um, and it got to a point where like what was worth our time just wasn't going to be worth it to the public so we just kind of took a step back from it just because we were both working full time and then I was super pregnant Um and it was a great thing. Volume was picking up crazy, but um, I just didn't, I guess that was the hardest part, just coming up with pricing, just because it was a lot of work that people don't really see behind the scenes. Um, but I just, it was, yeah, that one, I could go on forever <laughs> about pricing issues. But yeah, that was the hardest thing. <laughs>
1: I feel like that makes a lot of sense. Tori, I feel like you probably understand that a lot more than I do.
2: Literally today I raised my prices like kind of a lot, like $14 per person. And it's like, you know, I I undercharged everything for the first year because it was like I wanted to get this business off the ground. I wanted to establish myself as a business in the area. And I've started to get tourists on the tours. And that's kind of the goal is to like you know, okay, I've satisfied the locals for a year and had mostly locals on my tours. And that's amazing. And I would love to continue to have all locals because they're so nice. But now I've started to get tourists on the tours. And so I need to raise the prices to what other local areas are doing. And even that, this is a boutique area. So it's like even higher than something in Raleigh could be something in this boutique vacation destination, but I'm not doing that yet. So (laughs) hopefully maybe these prices will stick. They're pretty good right now. So
1: I'm happy. Mm -hmm in time Courtney did that experience help um translate for your photography business that 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 you are now doing
0: um I don't know I I don't feel like it did um just because it's two very different things and I feel like with the woodworking business it's just a completely different type of clientele I guess you can say so it's literally just completely different um And also with the woodworking business, that was something I was doing with my husband. So it wasn't something that I could just count on myself to get done. And that was like another issue is just trying to balance like my part of it and then his part of it. And he worked full time and it was, unfortunately his part of it was the hardest part of it. So um, I guess like with the photography, it's just on me. So it's a lot easier to manage and get things done. Um, But I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure if the two really intertwine to like any child I don't know if this is making any sense yeah
2: no, it totally does yeah <laughs> it totally no, does. No, that sense. Yeah. <laughs> how about um well if you don't mind sharing like your child journey you know having children and kind of the conversations around having children how did you guys know that you were ready or did you know that you were ready like how did that all work if you're comfortable sharing that
0: so uh my oldest son, I got pregnant with him on my honeymoon. Actually, we were trying with him like months before I got uh, actually did get pregnant. We were we had our wedding plan for May, and I wanted to be like very I wanted to be very f- freshly pregnant, I guess. Like, I didn't know. Um, but we, we were ready. Um, we had been together for a very long time and we were just ready for something bigger than ourselves. So we were actually trying for a really long time and it just wasn't happening. I saw, um, an OB about it and she was putting doubts in my head that I could like have to medicate and things like that. Like I was really discouraged and then I legit got pregnant like on my honeymoon. (laughs) So, (laughs) Yeah. Nice. A little fun in there.
2: <laughs> yeah, That's awesome. And you guys just like knew that you were ready to bring, Bri, you know, Bri and I are not, do not have children yet. Oh, <laughs> yet. Yeah. But maybe one day. Um, And I would say that I am not ready to have children. Maybe in the next like two years or so, I'd be like mentally ready to bring a child into the world. But I don't know. Like, how do you know when you're ready? Do, you're, do you ever, do you just, it's a leap of faith and you have a trusty partner that you're like, all right, we're doing this partner. <laughs> Yeah, I think
0: some people like no but I also think you're never gonna be ready for anything and if you try to find the right time for something it's there's never gonna be a right time um so that's that's my personal take on that so was <laughs> but it we were
1: and you have two now so was the transition from one to two really hard or were you guys like did it happen? Were you planning for that? What, what was that process of one to two?
0: So my my first was so easy. He was literally the easiest kid ever. He was consistent with sleep, like naps, bedtime. We didn't even have to rock him to sleep after a very quick period of time. Like he was so good, so independent. And when he was a baby, He didn't want to be messed with. He just wanted to sleep all day. Like at night, we were having to wake him up for feedings. Like he just wanted to sleep. He was so easy. So when he hit, I would say when he was six months old, that's when we really started trying for number two. And we thought we were ready because our first was so easy. And I just missed having a newborn. And then like a lot of my friends, they were having kids and just seeing them having little babies just made me miss it a lot. <laughs> so, so, yeah, we were trying for number two. Um, That was on purpose, 100%. Um, But it has been really difficult because my youngest is nothing like my first. And I know they say every kid is different, but they're very, very different. Like they're opposites and with everything, like sleep, uh, clinginess, like independency, just literally everything. And my oldest has not, he does not like having a brother. He doesn't like sharing attention, sharing his toys, sharing anything. So it's it's been a big adjustment we're still trying to adjust and it's been almost seven months and we're still, I would not want to have another baby. If,
2: <laughs> if say, would, you know, it's like those TikTok videos where it's like, this is the kid that made me want another baby. This is the yeah. kid that made me stop having babies. You know, it's like literally.
0: <laughs> yeah. I say it all the time. I'm just like, it's a good thing that I had him second because if I had him first, we would right. not would not have been having another baby because... he he is he's a lot
2: (laughs) yeah and it's so interesting the the sibling dynamic you know it's just like I nannied some earlier in the year and just I nannied the five-year-old and her little brother and brother was a baby and so it was it was difficult for her It was difficult for her to comprehend that she's had this four years of life where it's just been her and her mom and her dad to now having this baby brother who requires all this extra attention you know and it's just it's just so interesting but it's like that's that's how we're built you know I don't know it's just so interesting that like but their brains can't comprehend it and it's just like how do you how do you manage that as a mom it's just so hard I just I empathize so much because it's just so yeah hard.
0: well especially because my oldest like we had when, when our second one came my oldest was only 16 months old so he was even younger <laughs> so yeah. it Yeah, it's really really hard being that young understanding like this is a baby like in this that's like what doesn't I don't understand is like with other people's kids and like even on tv if there's a baby he is like oh baby like he loves babies and then like we bring a new baby into the house and he just like doesn't want anything to do with him like shoves him out of the way like does like he bit his toe like a little while back like he does not like sharing and now that my second one is a little bit older now he will get upset if I give the other one attention like it's just a whole thing (laughs) like they're both very Uh, jealous of the other but you just learn like and that's what I tell like all my friends like who are afraid to have kids or afraid to add to the family like Your life is going to change so much, but you just adapt and you just, like this is my life now. It looks so much different than when I was in college and before we had kids, but you just adjust and you just get with it and you just get used to it. And this is just what your life is now. So
1: yeah, that's fair. Like that is fair. Yeah. We joke with my sister-in-law all the time. Her daughter is uh she's about six months old she's so precious she's the easiest baby we watch her all the time she's so easy I think in all the time that I I currently live with my in-laws and so we have my niece a couple of days a week because my mother-in-law is basically daycare um and like I don't think I've heard my niece cry like ever she's just such an easy baby and my sister-in-law is like well I want another one as soon as she's one, and I'm like oh Oh, the world is going to give you something completely different after having (laughs) such an easy baby. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, it's destined, Kelsey. It's destiny. Like, this is, you're getting the easy one first. So, right,
2: right. (laughs) One of the families I needed for, they had the more difficult child first and then had another baby like five years later. And that was actually a really interesting family dynamic because it was a little boy and then he had a little sister and he loved his little sister. Like I've never seen sibling love like that. You know, sometimes you get a little frustrated with her. He's a five-year-old, so we all have feelings. But, and and this little five, like little six-month-old baby I was watching was just the sweetest, nicest little baby. And I was just like, and I went from that other job where like the five-year-old was not having, and then went to this other job. And I was like, wow, this is a world of difference. Like, oh, thank goodness. Because with that first family, it was the second baby that was just like oh he wouldn't sleep he wouldn't do anything it was like oh my gosh yeah. baby I cannot handle this like I'm going crazy and I don't even like I'm only here five hours a day <laughs> <That's been laughs> can't imagine being the mom <laughs> kids are wild
1: I mean so cool but wild <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs> you're definitely okay. the amazing superwoman for yes yeah
1: yeah um Courtney, transitioning a, a little bit out of your personal life and in, back into your professional life a little bit, how does um, being a full-time mom of two, how do you balance the fact that you now run your own photography business? I mean, it's I'm sure it's nice because you can set some of your own hours, but how do you kind of manage all of that?
2: Make time for um, all the hours of editing. <laughs> That's yeah. what I like <laughs> Um, It's definitely
0: a lot more than I thought it was going to be, and I thought I was going to have a lot more time to figure this kind of stuff out, but my business just kind of exploded in a very short time frame, which is great, Um, but I felt like this was the perfect time for me to start something. Um, Given that I do have two kids, I just felt like the timing could not have been better, Because um, my husband works, um, you know, during the week um, and he's the one that, you know, brings in the income for us. And um, I was I've just been asking myself, like, in five years when they go to school, like, what am I going to do? Like, what kind of job is am I realistically going to get when I haven't worked in five years? And then. The availability is going to suck because, you know, k- kids got to be taken to school, got to be picked up from school, this and that. Like, what kind of job am I really going to be able to attain at that point? Um, And I didn't want to be miserable. So I just felt like now was the perfect time because we don't have a need for a second income. It's just something that um can be slow and can lag right now um so that way i'm hoping that within like 5 years given enough time to get established and built up then it will just be able to replace getting a job in the future um but i think it's really nice um and like gray had said about setting your own hours that is what is like key for me um is being able to just make my own schedule and take on whatever clients I want to take on. I have had to turn some away (laughs) before. Um, But as far as like editing and stuff, Like I'm home all day and there's a mountain of mom stuff to do too, but you can find time for things that are important. So like my kids, they'll like watch miss Rachel or something and I'll have my laptop out on the couch and get in some quick edits when I can, when I'm rocking my kid to sleep, honestly, I get editing done when I'm rocking them to sleep. Um, A lot of times I'm like in the bed, it's just kind of like pick up and go whenever I'm able to. Um And I just try to set deadlines for myself to have things done by a certain time. Um, but I guess like, it is kind of difficult having kids, but at the same time, like it's way better than working a job remote and having to be logged in eight to five and being a stay-at-home mom. I don't really think that that is, is possible for me. Um, So this, I feel like it's very, it's the perfect, set up for my situation if that makes sense
2: for sure. And you can probably give like realistic timelines to your clients. You know, it's like, I expect if I were to get some photos done that there's like at least a two or three week turnaround, especially with like wedding, you know, anything big, like yeah. it takes time. It takes time to get all that editing done. And then between that, it's like, you're not just editing all week. It's like, you're doing other photography things or, you know, it's just like, and being able to kind of set that expectation of like, oh, they'll be there in a month, you know, and then it's shorter than that, then that's great. But if not, then then you have your own deadline. It's great. So.
1: I think your perspective, Courtney, on this idea that you're thinking ahead of the fact that you're a stay-at-home mom now, and that's great, and you love that, and that's your life, but it, your kids will move on to leave the house, and you know what's going to work for you. I think that's so awesome. I think it's so awesome for you to think of who you want to be, where you want to go, what you want to supplement when – being a stay-at-home mom doesn't need to take up all of your time anymore. And I I just think that that's so cool. And I think that that's such an awesome reason for you to start your own business. That's just so insightful of you and your future. And I I just think that's so cool. And I feel like I, for all the people that have started their own business, that's such a different insight for why. And I, I just think that's really commendable of you.
0: Yeah. And I also just got really tired of not doing anything like – being a stay at home mom is great, but like, it's the same thing every single day, you know, wake up at this time, give the kids breakfast, like give them a bottle. Oh, nap time. Okay. Now time to do some laundry and get ready for bed. Like I just got so sick of it doing it every single day. I was like, I want to do something else. Like I felt like I was getting super lost, like in motherhood. And it's hard to maintain, like, going out with your friends and stuff because, you know, like, my life is here and their schedule comes first. So it's really difficult to maintain, like, friendships, like, going out. And when you're not going out anymore and you're just home all the time, it just gets, like, you just get really sick of it really fast. Like, I don't miss working like a corporate job. I do not miss it. Um, I've worked a corporate job since I was a sophomore in high school. And at times I had two jobs when I was in college, I was the customer service manager at Ingalls. Like I've done all the corporate work and I don't want to do it again, but I also just got really sick of not doing anything. So, um, yeah, I feel like, this is something I have always really, really enjoyed. Like, aside from what am I going to do in five years, I just feel like for my mental health, like getting a hobby and something that you enjoy doing, um, it makes the world of a difference because it has been a really difficult last year was a very difficult year. And I feel like I was dwelling on things and dwelling and dwelling. And it just got so bad. And then finally, I was like, okay, I'm gonna buy the camera. And I'm gonna get busy. And I'm gonna start doing it. And I was I was so slammed. And then like, two months had gone by. And I was like, man, I haven't been thinking about this that much. So um, there's a lot of reasons to start something. But (laughs) yeah, Yeah, that's
2: amazing. And it definitely seems like, and it seems like this, I'm not saying that it is, but from my perspective, from how you're talking about it, like kind of the best of both worlds where you could be that mother and you're that your children's support system through the years, you know, I think, like, for for me, at least as like someone who wants to have kids one day, that is the goal for me is to be able to stay home with my kids before they go off to school. And even once they're in school, having that after school bonding time and, and not just like working all the time. It's just, it's so hard. It's hard on families. And like, you know, taking that step for yourself now so that you're setting yourself up for those in five years, having those afternoons with your kids and being able to help them recharge after school and just being that like stable you know, parent system, like, that's just awesome. And I think that that's, like, just, it's, you know, kind of what Bruce was saying, where it's, like, you're looking ahead, and you're setting yourself up for something that, like, is just, it's perfect. It's, it's great. Yeah. Maybe not perfect, because life isn't perfect, but <laughs> it's awesome.
1: <laughs> Courtney, and all the things that you've done of two businesses, two kids, buying a house, like, all very, you know, adulting things, what would you say have been some of the biggest struggles over the past few years? I mean, you have a lot of success stories, but I think it's fair to say we all know that there aren't struggles along with success stories. So what would you say has been some of your biggest struggles and hurdles to overcome?
0: Um. Well, speaking of buying our house, that was, that was a lot because we bought when the housing market was... Literally at its worst, like it's not great even now, but specifically when we were buying, um, it was a 100% seller's market, um, and we knew that going into it, but we had just had our first kid, we were outgrowing our rental, we'd been there for almost four years, we were just ready for something new, um, but the house buying process was one of the most stressful things I've ever dealt with because you just don't realize what all comes with buying a house until you're buying a house. And then when we were buying a house, there were all these extra things involved that aren't typically involved, but it was just because of the market. So like when we were dealing with like a tough situation, you know, I'd want to talk to my mom about it or my grandma to get like, you know, someone wise for advice to talk about things, make decisions with, but they just didn't know what I was talking about because it was just so different. And I could give examples if you were really curious, but that was a very difficult, very stressful situation. There was a lot of money on the table um, that we could potentially lose if it didn't go a certain way. So that was very, very stressful. And then at the same time, while we were buying our house, we also got sued by our old landlord. And so that was a very stressful year of life. So it's behind us now, but that sucked up a good like year and a half between like buying the house and then getting sued immediately afterwards. And that lawsuit went on for like nine months. So that sucked up like my whole last, a whole year. It was very stressful. So
2: (laughs) they have grounds to sue you. Like, I mean, I, what?
0: (laughs) yeah. Yeah, a word of advice for anyone renting, don't rent a house from a from just someone who owns a house. Like I will never do it ever again. Like if my friends are looking to get a rental, I would never advise anybody to just go on Zillow and find a rental that just someone owns and they're selling always go through like a property management company, because these landlords that just like own a house, like they don't have anything to lose. Like they're not operating like a massive scale operation. They're just like some guy who owns a house, and they just want to make money. So like they have all the time in the world to take you to court. And just I mean, it's just insane. Like it was crazy what happened um we just got super extorted super super extorted it was not good but he didn't win in court or anything he did take yeah. us to court
2: he did not win
0: but that was that was very difficult <laughs>
2: Yeah. And, and great advice. Like, I mean, honestly, like, you know, I feel like sometimes it's like, Oh, maybe, but I've heard bad things about this rental management company, but it's like, well, at least the rental management company is better than getting sued by an individual after you're trying to leave. It's like, just let me leave, please. At big
0: companies, it's not going to be worth it to take you to court over like, like this, like there, we did nothing wrong. <laughs> we did nothing wrong. So a big lamb, a big rental company would not have done any of that, but he's just a guy so he's got all the time to do stuff like that so
2: you'd think after four years of renting from him he'd be a little bit more yeah
0: he had a very very good relationship for like the whole four years we were there and whenever we were looking into buying a house we told him in advance like hey we're looking around don't really know when we're gonna find something but we're looking and um so when we told him that we bought our house and we were going to be closing on this date, it was like two months. Um, so we gave him like two months lead time. We followed our lease. We told him, we so we're going to pay you this two months early termination fee to break our lease so we can move into our house. And he calls the, us up on the phone. He's like, hey, y'all been great tenants. Like we've got a good relationship. Don't worry about the early termination fee. If you can just get the house looking really, really nice. Help me secure a tenant. Let us do an open house. Like we're square. So we do like all this work for him. We secure him a tenant. I mean, we spent, we dumped so much time and so much money into
2: just making the house look really, really nice. We thought maybe like two or three grand, you know, of like, oh, he's saving you the early termination fee. Like let me put all this money back into the house. That would make sense. Like that was very nice of you. Yeah. I remember, um, after we moved
0: into our house, like instead of being here in our house, we were there until like four in the morning, just finishing up painting the walls, cleaning up everything, making sure everything looked good. And the very next day he was like, the house is trash. Um, yeah, it was, I have a whole TikTok on this and it went viral. Okay. If you're curious, but he just like claimed that we trashed the house and We apparently owed him like $8,000 and um, we gave him a $3,000 security deposit. And so uh, we just told him, no, like, we're not paying you this money. Like we didn't do anything wrong. Like we've documented everything. And then, yeah, he, he sued us and served us with papers about the, what he said we owed him. So what happened was, I think he just wanted to renovate the house on our dime and just think we're not going to know our rights. I learned a lot through that lawsuit, just like knowing your what your rights are as a tenant, what landlords think they can do, but legally they can't do, and they just don't want you to know that. Um, right. Renters
2: that, have a lot
0: of rights, yeah. rentals Renters do have a lot of rights, and not enough people know their rights, and it's because no one challenges the landlords. They just get scared, and they just roll over but we were in a very fortunate situations where like we had money to throw around just to like prove a point so we we did we got a really good lawyer and yeah we we went to court and he got he he, he made himself look really stupid <laughs> but yeah I would never rent from just a guy who owns a
2: house I would never do it never point the man <laughs> <laughs> good advice <laughs>
1: And all of that was happening with you all having a newborn. Is that
0: correct? And while we were buying a new house. And so when we bought our new house, uh, the sellers, like I said, it was a seller's market. So they wanted like $8,000 due diligence money. And um, then the, the appraisal came back on the house and it was like 22 grand below what we offered. And we were required when we when we sent in our offer, we were required to sign a gap addendum, which says like, even if the appraisal comes in lower, you are required to cover the gap, but your offer would not be accepted unless you sign this piece of paper. Um, But we studied the comps in our area, the price made so much sense. Um, But it just so happened that when the appraisers were coming in, that's when they were trying to make a change in the housing market and just be like, this is ridiculous. Like you can't do this. And so we just happened to be getting an appraisal done when the appraisers were sick of it all. So we paid like $8,000 due diligence. And then the sellers didn't want to come down on the price. Like they wouldn't work with us. They wouldn't compromise with us. They were just like, no, you signed this paper and said you were going to do this. And if you don't, we're taking your $8,000 and putting the house back on the market. So figure it out. So we literally had to like come out like an extra like $22,000 just to like put in their pocket just to get the house. And then they got to live in the house for an additional additional month after we closed. So yeah, we were dealing with that stress. And then right after we got that figured out, we got sued And yeah, I had a four month old and then I got pregnant. So I went to court very early pregnant, like nauseous, like throwing up. Like
2: we did a lot in. (laughs) (laughs) So I've got some theories about these babies and. And, and what the mothers go through during pregnancy, I don't know what your first pregnancy was like. So, so my sister and I, right. We're very different people. Um, my mom with me was very active. She worked up until the day I was born, like super, super active. And then with my sister, she like slept a lot. She just kind of like took the time off to just be pregnant. And like, so I'm a very like bubbly outgoing person and my sister is like the reader the sleeper the everything else and I just wonder if like your kids will end up maybe a little bit like that or if that's maybe why your second child is a little bit more um difficult maybe (laughs) because you went through some difficult things during that early pregnancy it's just so so interesting I want to study all this I'm like (laughs) I want to study everything it's just I'm like I'm going
1: to come back to Courtney she's going to be like hey Courtney remember we had that zoom talk and we talked all about your babies I don't know Sorry. That is, but th- I mean, like, I can't imagine the stress that you experienced, but also like the things you learned, my God, like I just, I when it's time for me to buy a house. I'm calling you up. Are you kidding me? Like you been oh, having kids, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Oh, she's been through this. She's been through this. Done it, done it. Started and ended a business. Like perfect, man. <laughs> yeah. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> for real. Learned. Also, I'm sorry.
1: It's like right. I can't it's it's great that you're the person we can call like I'm so sorry you're the person we can call but my god you've just learned so much and I mean like that's it's just so it's so great to hear like I said it's not so great I'm sure at the time but it's I mean it's kind of exactly what Tori and I launched this podcast for is like adulting is so hard and it's so hard for all the things you just don't know and it's just like it's insane that we just like you go through all these years of school and then they they kick you out into the world and they're like okay good luck with all those adult things that happen to you that you know nothing about. Yeah. <laughs> have to learn along the way.
0: Yeah. It's uh it's really it, it adulting really is hard, but I think if you have like a good support system whether that be like your family or If you have like a boyfriend or a spouse or whatever, I feel like it's a lot easier to manage if you've got somebody there going through it with you. Oh, yeah.
1: The person that you can complain to and the person that you can celebrate with. Oh, and
0: (laughs) also, I feel like in relationships, especially, like you got to like balance the other out. So, like, I am very quick to like get really stressed out and, jump to worst case scenario and my husband is just like we'll worry about it when it comes like we'll cross that bridge when we get there why are you freaking out already like get over it we're going to court it's gonna be fine <laughs> get
2: over it we're going to court
1: that's my husband calls that future stressing he looks at me and he's like why are you future stressing right now and i'm like i i'm i'm stressing about it because it's happening he's like it's not yet though you're you're future stressing and that We have a whole thing on it that he just looks at me. It's like,
0: I do the same thing. He's like, this is not even close to happening yet.
2: Sometimes I have like past stressing where I'm like stressed about that stupid dentist bill that I paid that I should have just waited to get my dang fillings until this year, because I could have got $8 a month dental insurance that covered all of it. And I didn't know what I didn't know, but I was like, Oh, I need to get these fillings. And it was a thousand dollars and I could have not spent that money. And just like, You don't know what you don't know. Stressing.
1: Yeah, you just don't know what you don't know.
2: I know. I'm just striving, but I'm trying to thrive.
1: (laughs) Um. So, Courtney, now that you are, you know, figuring life out with two kids and you have your photography business going, what is something that you're like? super excited about in the in the near future for you Now you talked about past stresses and that's great you overcome those but what's something that you're like super looking forward to in the future for you and your family
0: um uh, well i'm very excited to see where the business is um a year from now like at the end of this year because it did get very successful in less than six months so um i'm just very very excited to see where it goes. Um, And I'm glad there's not like pressure on it. Like, I feel like a lot of people they start businesses and it's like, I have to make this dollar amount. And like, I have to pay this bill with this money. But me, it's just like, it can go at its own pace. So um, I'm just, I'm very, very excited to see where it goes. Um, I've got a lot of big things happening with the business. I have my first wedding this month. I've never shot a wedding before, so I'm very nervous, but I'm also very excited for it. Um, And then also, this is going to be my first year in two years that I have not been pregnant. So I told my husband last night, I was like, I'm just excited to not be pregnant (laughs) and get my body back and all of that. So, um, yeah, I just feel like my, my oldest, um, his whole first, almost whole first year of life or half year of life, I was just pregnant. So I'm just excited to like, I feel like we're settled down. Like a lot of the chaos is over. So we're, we we've grounded our roots and we've done the hard parts and now we can just chill and to see where things go Uh, my husband is taking a real estate class right now so that's like another big goal for us this year is to uh, get him in real estate and that will open doors for me as well like through photography um just
2: real estate photography
0: yeah so that's like a goal that will kind of work together so yeah a lot of lot of plans not like a whole lot of plans i guess most just like that's a lot lot. and just chilling with my kids um but i just feel like the last couple years there have been like so many plans like we've got to buy a house we've got to have babies we've got to deal with this lawsuit we've got to do that and now it's just like we're we're here and the hard part is over and we can just really chill (laughs) and build on what we have. So, yeah. Awesome.
1: That's so awesome. And it sounds like a lot of it is, like, stuff that you all want to do, stuff that is now looking forward for what you all want, as opposed to doing, like, what's next on the checklist, and that sounds like it's going to be really cool for you all. Yeah. That's awesome. You all are going to be the power couple that works for yourselves, has two kids, owns a house. I'm telling you, Tori and I are going to come to you for everything.
0: (laughs) oh and I don't mind people coming to me and asking me questions I like it
2: I don't know why that's good I I completely understand when it's like oh they feel like I I can answer that like oh okay it's like oh I
1: appreciate you asking me um Courtney the last thing that we want to ask you to kind of wrap up is kind of a two-parter um, but we'd love to know you've given a lot of it. You've given a lot of advice without us even asking because it's just come up in your stories because you've been through so much. Um, but we'd love to know kind of the the best piece of advice you've ever gotten and maybe the best piece of advice that you want to give other people. Um, but we you have so much to offer. So we'd love to hear that from you.
0: Um, my husband tells me all the time. He says, if you're not scared, you're not doing it right or something like that because I tell. I'm like, I'm really scared of this wedding. And he's like, well, if you're not scared, you're not like you're not doing it right. So um, that's like a big piece of advice I tell myself every single day. And I guess like something I've learned that I would like to tell people is like, if you want to do something, just do it. Like if don't be scared of it, not working out, just do it. Like whatever it is, if you want to have a baby and you're just stressed over when the right time is, just do it. Like if do you, it. you're like the
2: guy on the back of the Jeep, that sticker. Yeah, that's like, just stupid. do it. <laughs> just like,
0: oh. <laughs> marry this person, but y'all have only been together for a year. Like just do it, <laughs> you know, like, if I don't know. I just feel like you hold like people can hold, we can hold ourselves back. From a lot of good things, so yeah, like there's never going to be a right time for anything, so just do it.
2: <laughs> I Love it, literally I
0: love, it. love it. I yeah, I I think that that's fair to say that it's
1: something Tori and I talk about all the time as friends,
2: because we're both just do it people. Yes, yeah, we are. Others are not just yes, <laughs> yes
1: we we are definitely like the 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 runaway track stars we're like go 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 and we both have significant others who are like wait where are you going and we're like it doesn't matter (laughs) do
2: you you have like a worst piece of advice that you think come to mind when we say that
0: what do you first piece of advice oh gosh Uh, well what did
2: you talk about on Hunter's episode or was that on the episode I can't remember which
1: one actually aired so we've like asked so we had Hunter on she was our official first guest um and we like talked about her her best piece of advice but then we also talked about her worst piece of advice which was kind of a fun topic because she was talking about how like essentially she went to school for business she went to app and um one of the things the professor's told her was like you'll you'll never be good at this like just go find something else to do this won't work for you and hunter was like wait what and it kind of actually fueled her to to go and and be better and and do things on her own and so we've kind of found that funny stories come out of bad advice so is there has anyone ever like given you bad advice or have you heard something where you're just like wait no <laughs>
0: Um, I guess like along the same lines, like when I was growing up, and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. um, I flip flopped a lot because my family was like, you don't have the patience to do this. Like, like, I, I always wanted to be a school teacher. That's what I wanted to go to school for since as long as I could remember. And I remember my parents would, would be like, you don't have enough patience to be a school teacher, and then I wanted to do—I actually wanted to do real estate at one point, and it's like the same kind of thing. Oh well, you know, you're gonna have to find clients, and it's gonna be really hard. I don't know if you could do that, and I was like, you know, seventeen, so, um, so I don't know. I just feel like people tell you no, like just do it, like just use it as your fuel I guess <laughs> I definitely I'm not- where your just
1: do it attitude comes from now because you're like f all those people I'm just gonna do it and I love that yeah and to not have any patience you're a stay-at-home mom of two young boys like come exactly. on
2: I know <laughs> just
1: wrong that's
2: for <laughs> real and that's- though and, and learn from it you know as now a mother that will be raising children that go into the world it's like uh, you know I don't know how to you can't let your kids, I guess, but you can't let them look at the world through rose colored glasses because it's like, they only have a certain amount of time to get to do that. You know, it's like, if you want to be a teacher, you have the fun, teach your little classroom. I'll be one of your students and pretend, you know, it's like, I just think sometimes it can be trying to level with your kid or trying to like give them all of like, oh, well, you're going to have to do this, 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 and this. It's like, oh, they're still kids. Just let them let them have fun and think that they could do that one day because they might be able to do it, you know?
1: Who knows? It could, could be the next astronaut just because they want to. Who knows? <laughs> Anyways, Courtney, thank you so much for joining us tonight and chatting all about your life and your experiences. And I, I think it was so insightful for so many different reasons. So thank you so much for opening up and sharing with us. It was really, really fun to talk to you.
0: Yeah, y'all too.
1: And we will plug you on all of our socials. Um, We have an Instagram. The striving and thriving underscore podcast. Um, we'll also tag you. Did I say that wrong?
2: No, I was gonna ask what Courtney's was just so she could oh, just say. Yes,
1: yes, really yes. Confused. Courtney, just... will you share all of your contact info so that our followers can get to you easily as well?
0: Yeah, I have a photography Instagram account. It's just CourtneySwanson dot photography. And then my personal account is just call me court C-A-L-L three L's me underscore court. <laughs>
1: Perfect. And we'll also link that in all of our stuff and we'll tag you so people can find you, especially the people that want photos from you. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much for joining us today and good luck with your photography business and yeah. your husband's real estate license as that
2: unfolds. Are you booking for October? I have a friend who's getting married <laughs> in Boone. You want to go back to Boone and do a wedding? Yes. Yeah, yes. for real. You're, I think she would eat up your stuff. So I'm going to send your profile yeah. over and see if she, you've got the style for yeah. her. But I definitely think, yeah. Shannon, actually. <laughs> I was on the podcast. Oh, Shannon Shannon. Shannon. Right. That that's true. true. She it's was like, a small you a world. and I was like, you're she was like, yeah. And then she's like, and I still need a photographer. And I was like, I know people. <laughs> let me yeah. let me reach out to my contacts.
1: <laughs> that's so fun. Who would have thought? We just interviewed Shannon on our podcast a couple weeks ago. So small world, small world. Mm-hmm. Have a great night, Courtney. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. And we will I'm sure we'll talk to you soon at some point because now we have all these things to come to you for. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> all right. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks.